Welcome to Ah uh, Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by Mark David Christensen and Kate Thompson. Yeah, welcome back, listeners. We're really happy to have you. Um, and in this episode, we're going to be tackling the second part of Seed of Destruction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're very excited. Um, it's going to be fun to go through this and, and to the completion of that first um, Hellboy storyline. Um, a lot of great art in it, as usual. A lot of fun storytelling elements. But before we get to that, we're going to need to talk about the countdown to Hellboy 2019. <laughs> it's a ways away, um, but we're still excited to see what they're going to do with it. We've talked about it briefly before. Um Unfortunately, there really is no new news that we haven't yeah. touched on. Yeah. Um, unless, I mean, who knows when this rolls out, there might be more news. But at this point, when we're recording, nothing really exceptionally new has rolled out. Um, that's sadly the truth. Yeah. <laughs> None of the cast members have taken any more billboard pictures yet or anything. Yeah. So we don't have any cool <laughs> leaks of yeah, <laughs> on-set pictures or anything um, out there. Um, the only thing I wanted to touch on... Um, was there was a cool little um, I saw this on ScreenRant.com where um, Doug Jones, who plays Abe Sabian in the original uh, first two Hellboy movies, he gave his little like advice to the next Abe Sabian character, which is kind of funny because I don't think they've I don't think Abe Sabian is, is apparently appearing in the new one. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, I think they I think they're mainly focusing on Hellboy. Yeah, doesn't mean he's. I mean. Again, I say that with a caveat of like, I we really don't know for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I've everything I've read or w- that has been released makes it seem like there there's no Abe in the first one. If, yeah, if they're planning on to do more, which uh, probably like almost certainly, right? Like, yeah, that's sort of yeah, totally. Unless it like bombed, I would assume that they yeah. would try to do sequels. Uh, but it was kind of cool. I mean, Abe Sabian, his whole quote was here, and I'll quote him is like or not Abe Sabian Doug Jones he's like I'm told that Abe Sabian doesn't really show up in this first reboot movie there you go that's where I got this information (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) yeah oh oh there we go (laughs) so for a minute here I'm kind of like I'm okay with the fact that I don't have to watch somebody else do that role just yet yeah and then he goes on to say I'd love to see the first and how they set up now with Dave Harbour, who's a brilliant actor and sweetheart of a guy. That's nice. Yeah. We met at Comic-Con. We really did not. He was really nice to make that Hellboy connection with him. And then he goes on. And if and when Abe Sabian does enter the storyline in subsequent movies, I honestly would not have any advice for anyone besides have patience with the makeup. Because I think I, that makeup's got to take hours. Yeah. Right? So long. Yeah. I mean. And be of, so itchy. Yeah. You probably have like an itch on your nose. For six fucking hours, and that's you just got to deal with it. Oh, I wonder if there would be like a fun panel with Doug Jones and just ask him all about the discomforts to focus only talk about discomforts of yeah the parts he plays because it's like all he does. Yeah, I think there is like a little video of him kind of talking about just like the extent of the makeup, but he never really delves in. It. He probably has some zen level that he's reached where he like is beyond itchiness. <laughs> probably very true. Yeah. Doing it the amount he does. It's like, if you have an irritation at this point, you probably would have given it up. Yeah, yeah. Or f- didn't have a method of getting through it. Yeah. It's, I like dream. <laughs> deep breathing or something. I Side note, I dream of like that 
doing a costume for five hours. Like, you, I mean, it does probably have its downsides because you're sitting for so long. Yeah. But like, I have a weird thing. This is, I don't know why I'm saying this on this <laughs> podcast, but I love being like touched on my like head. Like I love hair. Oh, I totally get that. Yeah. I love that, that sensation. So to me, and yeah, I getting love your getting hair my, shampoo, your hair shampoo feels uh, great. What a dream. I got to get one of those little, uh, um, metal like wire things that you like push down on your oh, head yeah, and yeah, it like yeah. spreads out. Uh, yeah, I gotta get one of those. <laughs> I've always, I'd never think about it until <laughs> I'm on a podcast or yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta go on Amazon. Real gotta quick. get on Amazon right yeah. now. Waste some money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I've done makeup for like shoots or commercials and stuff, I love, I almost like, I think there's a part of me that goes like, I wish this process could go a little longer Yeah, because I like the small amount of touch, which I know is weird. No, I don't think so. Uh, but I think it's like, a, I don't know. I get it. I get it. So like, it makes sense. I would love to be. That's probably what he's, he probably has like a tactile thing where he's like, this feels kind of great, actually. Like you must, like there must yes. be something appealing to it. Um, other than the paycheck, which must be great. <laughs> right. I could go on with a little more information because I've had prosthetics. I've worked on a job. Oh, cool. But I sort of want to save it okay. for when we get to the actual movies. <laughs> just because the anecdote is more involved with the movies. It has actually okay. direct association with the first <gasps> Hellboy movie. What? So that's a little teaser for our listeners yeah, to keep li- come back later. Yeah. <laughs> I entice you. Um but he goes on to say, uh, and also, anytime you take on a comic book character, you must know your source material. I think that's really cool that he says that. Yeah. Like, the fans depend on it. The fans will will want to ask you about it. It's an injustice to the fans of the source material if you don't know it going in. And it will help inspire your performance on film if you know the comic books that you're coming from. Totally. So, like, he says that's he's nice. not giving them advice, but he actually kind of does. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, I think that is really nice, too. It's like... Yeah, it's just, and it it doesn't take that long. If you're getting paid that much money to be in it, it's kind of an investment to know the background of your character that much. Totally. Like, and especially yeah. such a rich, as we're going walking through this, there's so much material, too, yeah. outside of the Hellboys. Because Abe Saban ends up having, a, a, I don't know how long, but he had his own comic book run, yeah. as well as BPRD comics. Highly, I believe. I mean, I haven't read them all, so... Our listeners can email us and correct us <laughs> or tweet at us. Um, By now, you've got a draft already started. Yeah, for, you're already. Uh, which for, I'm about welcome how little to. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm pretty sure he's focused a lot in those. So it's like, cool. That's a lot of material to like dive into. It's yeah. Like, yeah, to be knowledgeable will give you greater strength to like. I think, as he says, give it an interpretation on yeah. the screen, which is cool. That is cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah, we like that. Um, Doug Jones, we'll talk <laughs> about you later, but you did do a great job with uh, bringing Abe Sabe into the screen. I did love him, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody didn't. Yeah, I I don't know of any complaints. Like, yeah. Nobody told me. Mine would be small things, but we'll get to it then. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's all praise. Yeah. Um, but great. That's all the news we have for Countdown to Hellboy 2019. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. We're pretty much going to go right into the next um, issues of Seed of Destruction, but we just want to do a real quick um, recap of where we're at in the storyline for you guys. Um, so previously on Hellboy Seed of Destruction, <laughs> uh, where are we? Like, what has we we've really been introduced to Hellboy's backstory? So we know where he came from. He was summoned by a dark wizard. Yeah, we know that um, his father-like figure, um, Trevor Broom. 
um, is dead at this point, has died at the hand of these giant lizards. Yeah, that's like frog amphibious, amphibious hand. They're not lizards. That's correct. They thank you for saying amphibious because <laughs> there's going to be somebody out there that realizes <laughs> I've got that wrong. <laughs> Frogs are not lizards. They're amphibious. Listen, they're wi- you goddamn idiot. <laughs> yeah, they're with. Lizard facts are wrong about this book about a demon that comes to Earth. <laughs> Somebody will take complain. a chill pill. <laughs> hey, come at us. <laughs> um, and then he had to fight. So that led him his fight with the amphibious creature who killed his father. Um, I'm going to call him his father because that's just yeah, how he is. basically yeah. Um, at least to him, led them to the Cavendish's house out on um cursed grounds above a lake um him and two other partners abe sabian who's also an amphibious creature himself with liz sherman who has a who is like a pyro i don't well, i can't remember what he called like telepic yeah like pyrokinetic pyrokinetic yeah i think that's what it was that uh yeah we've been the reading word i'm making up i love that word um pyrokinetic yeah so that led them to this house right. uh, to investigate <laughs> We found out the great history, the cursed history of the Cavendishes, who have been seeking this temple up in the um, the area, like the the Arctic, which they found. And now um, Liz disappears as Abe goes to investigate below in the depths of this house. Yeah, on the lake, and he's like gross catacombs. Yeah, very gross and scary. Ugh. Very scary and cool. And then we saw a cool battle between one of the, the amphibious. Um, creatures, which was the uh, butler and one of the explorers, yeah, um, that and part of the story, which led us to our, our a major cliffhanger where the wizard revealed itself after the death of the the mother, the Mrs. Cavendish, revealed himself to Hellboy, and then summoned a giant creature of tentacles that grabbed Hellboy and pulled him into the ground of the house. In the last shot, we got. Um, from the last issue, issue chapter two, um, was his hand getting pulled into darkness. Yeah. Very deep, wonderful. Deep down. Yeah. Ominous um, last um, image. So cool. Yeah. Very cool. Great <laughs> to end on a splash. Like great to end. Again, I, we probably hit on this already, but I just loved when he I love ending on a, such a simplistic splash image, like splash yeah. page. Yeah, just like he's totally like engulfed by darkness and you see the only like the little teeny tops of these tentacles that you know are basically as big as a tree trunk. So you know this like is some cavernous area below the floor and this house is already so like spooky and mysterious. So it really, um, yeah, everything cloaked in darkness makes you super excited to see what the hell's going on down here. Yeah, it's wonderful. So, heck, we want to know what happens next. Let's yeah. just dive right in and do chapter three, <laughs> issue three of Seed of Destruction. Dun, dun, dun. And right away, there's like, well, there's also the this like seven heaven, seven, seventh heaven, seventh, seventh, seventh I love seventh heaven. <laughs> it's a seven he- seventh heaven demon. Tune into our dragon. seventh heaven podcast <laughs> yeah. uh, later. Uh, <laughs> this is a, yeah, the seven headed dragon that the wizard keeps uh promising that he's going to bring to this plane of existence. I mean, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. It's, it feels like it's a fun thing because I like it because it's the it's the page for where it says chapter three on. Yeah. It 
the interpret it feels like a cool like interpretation from somebody for sure it well, looks like to me it reminds me of like when you see a dragon on an uh, old map or like, yeah, or like a you know old I mean? shield, like a medieval shield. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, this, uh, old kind of depiction of a, of a demon or a dragon or something. And it's a, it's badass and they all have crowns on and they're scary as hell. Yeah. And I then um, this next page, you see our wizard here and he has these, uh, appears to be like bat wings, like leathery demon wings coming out of the back as yeah. if he didn't look evil enough already and this is the cover <laughs> this is the cover of the issue it's just without color that we're looking at right it's now. so cool it's so cool yeah it's great and you see this like tentacly creature with also with like crab claws and just all kinds of nastiness from the bottom of the sea and hellboy at the foot of uh, the wizard and at the claw of the creature yeah. <laughs> at the bottom here somewhat submerged in water Gross. Yes, very gross. Yeah. And then, let's see. Yeah, our next page is our first, the first official page of our issue. And he's still falling, which gives me this impression that he's just been falling for like, it. what feels like an eternity to him maybe, like it feels so long. Because we've had to wait for, you know, between, you know, presumably if you're buying the issues, you've had to wait for a month and then you see this, he's still... <laughs> Still on his journey down. Yeah, and I love that you say that because even in the um, in his dialogue here, um, he says that it seems now that he's been falling for hours. Yeah. And even days ago that he had been pulled in. But then uh, the next image below that is him hitting water, a great silhouetted picture. Yeah. Um, and he talks about immediately like, oh, now that I hit the water... His a piece of his brain that's still working. I love he keeps saying this throughout this issue. Yeah, that his brain feels like it's not working anymore. It reminds him that he hasn't really fallen that far, but yeah. he's felt like he'd been falling for such a long time. It's very cool. I just like like the effect that this creature had, like these tentacles have of numbing, like its victims' body parts, but probably also like affecting your thoughts and making you kind of. Yeah, just feel disconnected and stuff. Yeah, totally. Ugh, it, it, already we that that feeling of uh, is in that first page for sure. Of feeling like that loss of time because of this creature. That's wonderful. It's cool. Let's see. Yeah, then we get Hellboy crouching over, kind of like assessing the place. Let's see. Just that it feels bad down here. Kind of like echoing what Abe Sapien felt when he was like swimming down to the bottom. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. And then more, uh, <laughs> just like more ancient sculptures that he loves to draw. Like all yes. of these, uh, yeah. <laughs> just like another explorer's house. That's full of like these spooky, like looking, um, I almost like, I don't know, like Aztec or Mayan. Yeah. So, that's what I would say. Looking, Very. Uh, because um, they're and they're figures. large. Because they get we have this great this picture of like Hellboy, just giving that scale, yeah, of how large this basement that he's fallen into is, and it's like it's cavern. It's a cavern below this house, which seemed Victorian, and it's like now it gives you this time of like oh they built on something that's been here for ages, yeah. Um, and then we have our a close up of uh our wizard, yeah, he's uh coming out of the shadows here. Uh, 
Yeah, and he's he can he's kind of telling us that this is a powerful place. Uh, the power exists here now in me. So he's like, yeah, he's in this bad place with this bad man. Yeah. <laughs> has this big like looming um, column that he's framed by in, in front of him too. It, like makes him, even though it's like big, it feels like the darkness is like still uh, not like a claustrophobic feeling in that he's in a small space, but a claustrophobic feeling in that like danger is literally all around him. And, yeah. Uh, so scary. And then, yeah, the next page we see him. Like more looming. He looks like impossibly tall. He looks like a little like yes. eerily like maybe he could be floating or something. This like long figure of this wizard. Yeah, he looks it's though he's made of literal shadow. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, and it looks like it's like um I don't know, like leaking onto the rock around him. Like he yeah. has to, like, he's tall and looming and seems to be leaking poisonous energy all over this rock <laughs> yes it's wonderful um and then he's just again like, talking with that confidence at hellboy um there's all those aztec artifacts standing behind him um giving this again this ancient history to the caverns be- below the house yeah giving this like awesome uh like atmosphere down here that there's something not only is it dark and scary but there's also kind of mystic and magic uh, stuff going on down here. (laughs) And I love it because we have like this cocky um, dark wizard who's just talking at Hellboy, but Hellboy just seems to just keep not letting him get to him. has that very fun uh, quips and like wit to him to keep himself like uh, um, ready like I love this because he's like whispers in the dreams this is the wizard and they speak to me and he's like do tell yeah and then further down he's like the classic <laughs> villain long diatribe about yeah. uh, <laughs> about the evil that I, and power that I possess yeah and then he's, he's like, like mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah whatever <laughs> and then he tells him he's like you're, you're he, here is your purpose this is him wizard again talking to Hellboy here is your destiny and we go down to that smaller panel in the bottom, which is just shows Hellboy sort of just impatiently gritting this this line out. Yeah, I'm just going. I think I'll pass. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then a close up and rest. He's just like, it's a command. Ugh, I love it. It's just this back and forth between these two is so perfectly balanced. Yeah, it's very fun. Like they're great foils for each other. Like one so like deeply deeply serious and foreboding every single line and hellboy is like nonchalant like yeah it's all right yeah. this is my job and i'm at work <laughs> yeah and don't tell me what to do yeah <laughs> and this is great close up on his gun of these these great ellipses dialogue where he's like i don't think so which um gives that you were saying um, when we were discussing this off mic. Yeah. Like he gives this real flow of a del- like he's deliberately slowing his pace. Yeah. To reveal his. He's his, like, his this move. is my gun. And I'm go- <laughs> like, like you're you're going to go ahead and tell me how evil you are all nice and calm. And I'm going to nice and calm pull out my gun and tell you to get stuffed. <laughs> get stuffed. I love it. It's such like a cool noir phrase of giving it. Yeah. It's not like modern like a get fucked or anything yeah it's just just like a cool little more creative way to be like here you go get stuffed yeah get stuffed with this bullet 
And then, yeah, like, um, yeah, like you mentioned uh, <laughs> at one point. Yeah. The- <laughs> I love that we're trying to hide the fact that we got about 30 minutes in and had to start recording again. Sorry, listeners. Hey. <laughs> um, there's a little snippet. We try to hide things, but we can't. If anything, Our we did a practice a run. So- we had a little practice run that went, well, now you're getting it. And as we will continue. Yeah. But yeah, we see this great panel <laughs> of uh, him getting shot in the head. And it's cool because it's like you have the top the top two panels where the gun is going off. And the next panel in silhouette, we see pieces of like his head, possibly brain coming yeah. off of the wizard's head as he's been blasted. And the sound effect, blam. And like and you said, oh. like the color from the explosion kind of leaking into this other panel. Yes. So you're getting all this energy, like energy from the bullet coming out of the gun, energy from his skull and brains coming out of his head. And yeah, then going into Hellboy like, hey, fall down, man. Like he's like. <laughs> yeah, this great frame yeah. of him like clearly in moment movement, uh, walking towards the wizard. And the wizard is like, Aldo has been like sort of lurched like set back and yeah. he's not fallen at all yeah. even off of a gunshot he's just standing in silhouette with a little bit of blood on his head and pieces of it hanging off yeah like he's slightly off balance and you see this like uh, again like silhouetted like never like Mike's never really fully letting you see what's it, like, every single detail of this but you know it's bad like you've, yes. you see chunks of the head flying you know he he, like you your imagination little. fills it in. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it's like like uh, horror movies. They yeah. give you what enough that you you are a participant in within your imagination. Exactly. It's yeah. You're cool. just scaring yourself. And he, yeah. So he's like, um, like you're saying, the Torch of Liberty said it was the worst shot that he ever tried to train. So you get this little bit of backstory, but also like enveloped in a joke. So you get like, yeah, you get to see more of Hellboy's personality and also a little bit of history yeah that he's a bad shot is such a funny character trait yeah especially in his line of work and he's very self-aware of it yeah um but he's just still moving forward as he says these less quip and I, but i don't know when i've hit but i but i know when i've hit something and i hit you how come you're still standing yeah. like he's still like he's coming forward but he's like on he's on guard <laughs> yeah he's like i don't know what i'm like i still don't fully know what i'm dealing with here. yeah um, and then we go to that bottom panel and it's just, I love this bottom panel because it's like, you can feel the energy of him just like, of uh, the wizard just lashing back at um, Hellboy. Like yeah. Just a quick turn. Um, he's has this weird like mustard yellow behind him, which gives it this eerie energy. Yeah. Um, and his head is like, we have this full eyeball that's white. So it looks like that's where like he's literally his head has been. Yeah, his whole blown. eye is exposed. Like no skin is there, but it's like all piecing back together in like this really odd, like, like in the way that it exploded, but it almost looks like it's slowly unexploding. Like it looks like it's slowly cut. Like the pieces are maybe coming back to his head. It has this like really strange like there's still like little pieces kind of surrounding him. So I get almost the impression that it's like chunks that are like sort of slowly returning back to his face. Yeah. Regenerative. Skin. Very. It's nasty. And he's finally like, it looks like Hellboy, while he hasn't like by any means laid him out, has kind of like, you know, knocked him, like you said, like a little off center physically, but he's also like, now he's sh- bearing, he's gritting his teeth and like, he's like a little fed up now. And he, 
says some horrible thing represented by a symbol here. Yeah, which is like made up of a cross, a squiggle with like an arrow at the end and like yeah. almost and then like uh, a trident. Yeah, like a devilish looking, a very, a very evil looking uh, symbol here. A lot of pointy little things, a lot of pointy <laughs> jagged edges to the speech bubble. Which uh, like just gives it this like weird alien demonic like you don't know exactly what he said but it's bad <laughs> yeah and it is because in the next page our next shot is is a bright light filling the fr- the the panel yeah with a silhouetted um, Hellboy being thrown back yeah losing his gun and then um, right below that falling hard as he says in the dialogue I hit hard hard enough to knock the wind out of even me yeah because it takes a lot to like. Hurt Hellboy, but this thing, whatever this spell, or just by a word, he knock, he sends him back on his ass. Like, yeah, into the <laughs> he just back got of the shot water. in the head with a huge gun, <laughs> and he leaned a little to the side, and now he's like with one demonic letter, he like sends Hellboy into the air. Uh, never raise a hand to me again, creature. I conjured you into this world, and I can wipe you from it. Yeah, great dialogue over his like. Almost fully regenerated. Almost reformed his. skull. He's yeah. smoking like this yellow. <laughs> yeah. This like rancid looking yeah. nasty smoke. Uh, just like, burning hair smell. I don't know if you ever smelled burned oh, hair. Oh, I've burned my leg, my leg hair before and it's nasty. Yeah, like. so I can't imagine that this guy smells very good right now because he's got... It like gives, yeah, it gives the appearance like he smells like sulfur of some yes. sort. Yes, oh yeah. I'm sure that, that that's his general aura of smell... In like usually, yeah, but I'm sure he, you know, he smells even more evil than he ever has before. Definitely. <laughs> and then we see Hellboy, who's just like now, just not even like he hasn't even like recovered yet. He's still just like, yeah, barely sitting up from this blow in the in the water that's only knee high, but he's sitting in it, or not even knee high, like shin high. And we give this cool like after he gives this big. I'm conjured you into a world and I can wipe you from it. His first reaction is in his brain is like, I'm beginning to believe him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this guy might be the end of me in yeah. some sense. But he's still thinking like, I love his expression is like just a little, almost like confused. It's like, basically you can make the equivalent of any of these being like, if you've ever worked in an office and something's like your computer's not acting quite right or something. And you're like, well, what is this? Because I have always been able to use this fax machine. And like, like it's yeah. like that same level of like, he starts going through an inventory of like what he's got in his pockets, like, and thinking like, oh, I'm an experienced guy. Like I should be able to handle this. And he's yeah, like, I've seen a lot of things. Yeah. I've yeah. seen stuff. I've, I've shot things in the head. Yeah. He's definitely like problem solving. Even <laughs> yes. though he's like, okay. Even though he's emerging from, a, from the, this like awful water after being blasted by, an evil spell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I love it because it's like as he does this and he's like kind of taking um, assessment of what he possibly could have on his body. Yeah. Within charms, talismans, he's collected, as he says, collected from the four corners of the world. Mm-hmm. We show a little like a panel of just several different like of of those various um, objects that he might have. Yeah. That he's like saying should have protect. It's like these things normally would protect me from. I guess like most magic, these like cool talismans that would like ward off something like that. But he's like, oh man, like he's, it, it, those didn't matter. He was still able to knock me back. Yeah. And then to this nice tight little panel of his face, nice trick putting your head back together. (laughs) I love that. Even seeing that, like something that should not be 
impossible. Yeah. He just is going to undercut it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that was neat. Neato. Cool, man. <laughs> cool, tr- cool party trick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you are not the first who has tried to destroy me, creature. This is where you get pretty much the definitive look at who this dude is. Finally, 80 years ago in my mother, Russia, at the palace of Prince Yusupov, I was poisoned, shot, hurled into the frozen Neva. Yeah, and this is a very ominous long shot of him regenerated standing over Hellboy, um, possibly even grown taller in his shadow figure. Yeah. But that little bit of dialogue is what really finally lets us know that, um, and if you know anything, it is Rasputin. Rasputin. Who's a very, (laughs) is an actual historical figure in Russian's history. Uh, Russia's history. Yeah. Um, Kate, you said you did some research on old uh, That's Rasputin. right. And by research, I mean read uh, most of a Wikipedia Hell article. Yeah. <laughs> That's education these days. <laughs> That's called research, baby. Yeah, so just like the real guy. I mean, he really was... They tried to kill him so hard and they never found his body and there's all kinds of rumors about his entire life, but... Especially his death is like seen as super mystical and weird. It's like very weird. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I mean that thing he says—the whole poisoning and shot and thrown mm-hmm. in, thrown into a river—is historically accurate. Like, yeah, that's what it took to take this guy down. Who? Where? Did, he's like. So he was like a Russian peasant who grew up like not being like illiterate and poor and basically like not much is known about his early life other than like he might have stolen something but not really and then he like got super religious and went uh, like got married had eight kids three of them lived or whatever and then he had this whole family his wife was pregnant and he's like i'm out of here i'm going on a religious journey i'm going to be a religious pilgrim and he like wandered around and just kind of like gained a couple little followers that would like listen to him. And then like more and more and he like weasels his way up into like the Russian czar's court and like into like these big, big circles. So he's basically this like manipulative figure who's able to like just draw people in despite being like, you know, not having any kind of royalty like coming from absolutely nothing and yeah just like working his way in and like getting a lot of influence when the like basically as much influence as the czar's wife i think in Russia. yeah he's like just has all of these little like followers and people who listen to him and like of course other like other like big families in Russia were like, fuck this guy. Like people like accused him of being blasphemous or like just doing all kinds of horrible things. And that's, and they try to kill him because he's like gaining all of this like traction in Russia, like all this power. And yeah, they couldn't even do that really. It was like, right. And you said like, they, it's like a cockroach. He's like, won't leave. They didn't find his body. Right. Yeah. It's like, they never found it. So in, According to Hellboy, he popped back up and started uh, helping the Nazis, <laughs> helping the Nazis out, <laughs> and trying to bring about uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok. Yeah, and that's what he's saying. Is like the serpent called me back, and like he's like, "Your purpose is this. You're gonna bring about the the end of the fall of mankind." Yeah, the fall of humankind is gonna come because of him. Yeah, which is he- all of this is happening over these the artifact, the more Aztecian um, artifacts in this very um, 
electri- uh, again, blue, his eyes have no pupils, just full of blue energy. Yeah. Um, giving that very, that uh, he's, this is Rasputin at yeah. his worst. He's scary. Um, and then we go to a close up of Hellboy, whose response to all of this <laughs> is so fun. Um, he's just like, and you're offering me what? The chance to be your junior partner in this little fun fest? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. But I have other plans for the apocalypse. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, nah. After all, like, again, another awesome long villainous diatribe of stuff. And he's like, nah, nah. And then uh, he's like, fool. <laughs> it's not a choice. He, you know, just telling him. I'm not asking you, you're going to do this because I'm so powerful. And then you see this, the, who we know, you know, it's going to be this amphibious figure right behind him. Yeah. Um, but it catches him off guard. Yeah. Cause he's, Snuck he's been up so focused him. on Rasputin and he's like, what the? Yeah. He's like focused. He's trying to like figure out what to do about him. He, he's like, none of my usual tricks are working. So he's like mentally, he's like outwardly trying to be cool and like still say his awesome one liners and like be like, I don't know. Maybe this guy will underestimate me, but mentally he's like, okay, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I got to stay, try to stay ahead. Yeah. And I love this next shot because his surprise is immediately, he's it gets him because the next frame is this cool um, panel where it's a really pretty good wide shot of in action, the, this beast, amphibian beast, who's now appeared to be have grown lar- even larger than we've last saw him. Yeah. Has gotten its first hit immediately on Hellboy. Like yeah. Hellboy's taking a punch as we go to the next page. Um, and Rasputin kind of just over explains to him. I love it. He, <laughs> as he does. As he does, which it's like I think is again, as we mentioned the history of Rasputin and listeners, you should look it up your own. It like kind of really even though it's like a it is a classic like comic book villain trope, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it almost is also like probably correct for somebody that was like a cult leader. Yeah, he They're would be like speaking speak. and, and like and just, uh, you know, advertising his power and like, you know, emphasizing how powerful and uh, great he is. And then he's like here. He has his purpose and everything, just making himself seem like such this like larger than life figure. Um, and it's just like cool. It's just well written evil dialogue, you know. Like the power of the dragon king grows in him with every thunderous beat of his heart. Like all these like badass lines that are cool and are just the perfect wrongly k- plays right <laughs> in the wrong hands. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like yeah. It just gives that much more um, like emphasis to all how casual the lines that Hellboy delivers are, and it's really fun. Yeah, it really is, and he just makes all these cool declarations that like this is going to be the first of a new race, a new yeah. breed of titans. And it, and then it's where he reveals that it is Sylvain Olfeson, yeah, who was part of the one of the explorers that was with Broom, yeah. Um, but then he, as Hellboy is like, in a sense, these two last panels on this page give us the feel that Hellboy is losing this fight. Right, he's being like totally overwhelmed in the frame of this panel by this creature. Yeah, as it's on overall of that is just. Him declaring like, oh, also the Cavendish brothers are, were also these creatures, but he failed to transform them as best as the transforms they were as Olverson has been. But in their heart of hearts, a flicker of the human frailties remains. So yeah. They, and it's like, he, even though having slain their mother, they have gone. Yeah. So they still had some humanity left in them. So they're no longer here, even though they were tempted by. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they sort of started to change, but 
were able to resist, I guess, probably because of, um, I would assume like, it sounds like regret for killing their mom. Yeah. That, I yeah. mean, you'd hope that would be, yeah, <laughs> that would be somewhere, but poor Sven is doing like, and then you see even from that panel to the next on the same page that this like reveal of an extra layer of teeth and tusks and like the skull is morphing and there's no, there's no like human features left on this on this creature's face anymore really yeah um and and he's yell makes a, a yell as this transformation like a big quack yeah it's like this like screeching horrible sound that's probably coming out of this thing as it's like as its face is ripping and morphing yeah and then we immediately change over to the next page to a image of gothic almost peaceful but also just gothic it's yeah very a, a stat, what I assume is a statue, but it me, it looks as though it's may been carved out of wood of two angels. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, there's like seems to be like roots kind of. Oh, growing and I just over noticed this because I paid more attention. Is that behind that? It looks like it's like a gravestone, possibly because it says mm-hmm. you can see slight words that s- seem to be making in the loving memory. Yeah, of called Alice. home. It's like what? What? Yeah, what is in this house in these depths over like time? The, like this? These kind of things that were like this was once beautiful or meant to be beautiful but it's down here in this awful place so it's like it's just makes that imagery scarier like it yeah it's like nothing is good down here this the evil is just consuming everything yeah um and then we see a little bit of the stones uh, of this this structure and then we get this great um green silhouette of abe just standing there uh by these broken gates yeah just seemingly like walking cautiously like he's not he's not like crouched over sneaking or anything he's just sort of like taking his time walking through this place um and yeah he's just taking in how gloomy it is and how it's for the dead but it's also not quiet like it's something's going on down here even though it's clearly not not good yeah we we get him in silhouette and then we see this as he says that, as you were just mentioning the quiet, it's not a quiet, we see a coffin, which has been like ripped open. And then, yeah. Like the skeleton walls maybe tumbled down or something. Yeah. Skulls. Mm -hmm. The sculpture appears to be crying and uh, Abe sort of just taking it in and, um, very, like you said, very stoic face. Yeah, just like completely calm. Not affected, and like, really. Like yeah, he really has a handle of his emotions with yeah. all of this. Yeah, he's like able to, he's just like assessing it. He's like, okay, well, this isn't good. <laughs> but he's not, you know, no panic or anything. And we see the frog, which we all know by this point is this ominous kind of figure. These creatures are probably near. And then... Yeah, like he's kind of peeking around this corner and he finally finds them. He's like, perhaps the the culprits. Um, the place of death is not entirely without light. So we see like the moon casting a little bit of light on these creatures and like they're holding something. What is that? Abe's like cautious and peeking around and Has having his, his gun. gun. Ready. Yeah. And then uh, we see that it's um, the Cavendish brothers kind of mourning their mom um he's like it's life but what sort of life because they're like you know they're still like completely changed like they're not going to be human anymore and they've done this horrible thing but you can kind of see in their eyes and like in their gestures that they like they're mourning their mom they're they like regret doing it and then they slowly in these 
awesome panels, like kind of very like smoothly sink into this water, which is like a little bubble afterwards. Like it's yeah. like this like um, serene water, which is like really ominous to this like water that you can't see under it. What the heck's going on? It's cool. Yeah, it's a very it flows so beautifully and gives gives that tone of just yeah, it's so it's it has that horrific creep to it. Like yeah. creepiness to it. Yeah. Um and uncertainty too, which I think in the bottom panel we get it's great cuz then you put Mike like visually put us right into Abe's sort of point of view mm-hmm. cuz he's immediately and I love how he says this. He's like, I sense a kind of kinship with the strange amphibians. Yeah. But then he's like, but not enough that it keeps me from taking three cautious steps backward. Yeah. Like he's like, hey, yeah. He's like, okay, I'm not going to bother you, but I'm also not going to take my eyes off of this spot. And as he's like kind of feeling his way backwards, he the wood gives way. It's soft and wet and moldy down here. It's nasty. He pushes this wood over. And... um even darker shadow. It's like I'm submerged in even more shadow. And he makes out this figure and it turns out to be Elihu Cavendish. Yeah, yeah. Cavendish, Elihu? Cavendish. I don't know. <laughs> I can't read. Uh, but yes, it's the whaler. Yeah. The, the, the man who started the curse. The man who built this house on this awful cursed land. Everybody told him not to do it. And he's like just hanging out down here, all moldy and crusty, and yeah. still has his harpoon. It's like, oh no, what's going to happen to this? This one, the shape and the shadows. But before we can find out, we immediately in this page, yeah, cut to this giant um, action shot of Hellboy getting a hit on with his um, right hand of doom, his big iron hand. He makes a big hit right on um, our big amphibian monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this because we are meeting like the old wizard wasn't kidding. <laughs> the yeah. thing that used to be Sevon Olson is about as tough as anything I've come across. Yeah. And he's that. like, and he's still holding back because he's like, maybe there's a person in here, even though he said his humanity is gone. Like the wizard, like uh, Rasputin's like, he's, it's not him anymore. He, he, like that humanity has gone. He's like, not still not believing him and being like, I'm, ho- I'm holding back like a little bit. Maybe, but probably like he's trying to convince himself that he's like, oh, I could still take this thing. I, 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 I'm just dialing it back a little bit. Yeah. But he's kind of getting his ass kicked here. But I think, yeah, he does. And I mean, he's holding back maybe, but then it's like he gets this creature gets, which is a cool frame at the bottom. Yeah. Is he gets a, it's like an action shot of right after he cuts into his face. Yeah. Gives and him he's a good like, slash. well, probably not. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can only hold back so much if you start to take it really bad. Right. <laughs> but then it get it like, once he's able to do that, then he's like, uh, and then I start to feel myself getting angry. And yeah. We all know what happens when he gets angry. He's like, you know, he starts to go like blind with rage and really, really fight back. And even though we see this creature's even, you know, more grotesque and deformed than before, he's like even more bigger and musclier and tusks coming out, teeth, nasty tentacle tongue. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I love this shot that you just walked us into with the, that him starting to get angry because it's like it's a pretty like wide shot mm-hmm. in here of the beast like growling, but he's like making a gesture almost coming up from a hit about to come blow, but then like 
the feel of it is just so much energy pop coming off of these two. Yeah. Like with the lines. Yeah. That gives it like such. And yeah. And their gestures and everything like his hands up ready to come slashing down on Hellboy. Um, and Hellboy's though on a defense. Looks like he has a move in mind. Yeah. Which he does. Cause I mean really quickly in the next panel. Um, I love that he's like, even though he's like, I'm going to starting to get angry. His response to himself is good. Yeah. <laughs> He grabs his tongue and he's like holding the thing's tusk for leverage. Like, yeah. And then smashing him uh, with his fist right in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get a ne- good neck shot in. Yeah. He's like, oh, that like I'm angry, so I'm going to accomplish more that way. And sometimes not. He Like with one <laughs> swing, this creature sends Hellboy's flying backwards again. I love that humor that it, that's still infused. It's yeah. Like, he's like... Yeah, maybe I could get an upper hit. Well, maybe well, not. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to take a, a huge hit. Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and it knocked him off bad because even though we're seeing this action shot of him taking the hit and flying, our next shot is him like, he got knocked because he's trying to get up from the water as this thing's pouncing. Yeah. Yeah, he like it completely falls into... Yeah, just like he's struggling. They're splashing and stuff. He's like trying to get himself back up. Yeah. And he's even in the dialogue is telling us, he's like, but part of my brain that's still working on something like a rational level tells me I'm going to have to find a way to call a halt to this fracas pretty (laughs) soon. Even if it's just a short halt, I need time to catch my second wind before Froggy reaches down my throat and pulls my lungs out. (laughs) It's fun to like, have our hero really be questioning himself if he's going to be victorious. Yeah. Um, it gets us like, oh, really? That's when we're really convinced that like we might, our hero might not win. Yeah, yeah. Because at this point, I mean, this is so early in Hellboy's story. It's like, who knows? You know, maybe, I don't know. He's, and we're not sure like what he is or anything. It's like, who knows what the, like they might take over him. Like, yeah, you're really like kind of questioning what, is going to happen next. Um, and then they like, then they plunge down even deeper into this water. Yeah. So they're like, I going, thought it was only like sh- very shallow. And that yeah. this shows that like there are caverns in this water that go deeper and show more large statues as ticky and like statues and art. Yeah. And he's just like thinking like, yeah, hopefully Froggy doesn't know how close he is to beating my ass. And then he gets tossed out of the water like he's nothing, like uh, thrown up back into the air, which is insane. Like how hard you would have to throw something for it to fly up out of the air, uh, out of the water into the air. And this thing is just looking really gnarly now. He's got like, you know, he's just got these little spikes forming all over his skin and his jaws fully open. Like it's yeah. like it's like his gums along with his teeth and tusks have emerged. Like receded out of his way back, yeah. And he has hold of his his, his like hoof. Like he's holding him directly like the ankle of his hoof. Yeah. And then slams him this right into a wall. <laughs> right. or a giant. Like a rag doll. Ugh. Uh yeah, and Hellboy's like, some hope that <laughs> yeah. he doesn't know he's kicking his ass, but it's like there's no way. Like, this thing knows what it's doing. It's crushing him. And now he's, like, pretty much collapsed in the water, face half submerged, and, uh, yeah, Rasputin's, like, not going to let it stop with the <laughs> with the threats. Yeah, but he immediately calls off his creature, 
Because he's like, we don't want the creature, meaning Hellboy, dead. Mm-hmm. He would be of little use that way. Yes, we have something to say. He's speaking to Hellboy, and Hellboy's just like, at this point, it's like having to give in to his, like, like. He's like, interest. okay, I'll listen oh, here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, you got me. Yeah, you've, uh, yeah, you've got my attention now. So it gives him, like, a little bit more, uh, kind of Rasputin-y background. Um, that he like went to a town in Italy, gathered his power, um, just kind of like worshiping this dragon there. Um, you know, telling him that the rag, like Ragnarok's going to come, but he's like listening and listening and nobody's like, this creature's not speaking to him for a while. You see him like surrounded by candles, reaching up to this symbol on the wall, like, Praying to it, basically worshiping it. Yeah, which is the same symbol he wears on his robe. Yeah. Yeah, the same, like, dragon symbol and pentagram. Uh, fire and, like, the sort of, like, these, uh, I-, I don't know, like, runes or symbols that he's got up on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't hear anything from them. And he's like, then Himmler comes to the Nazis come to him, uh, hire him, and... Uh, yeah, they want to take him to Germany and have them help a small doomed madman. I love that that description <laughs> of Hitler. Yeah. I think that is such a cool, like, one, I love that it, we all don't like Hitler, so it's fun to watch this villain. But in this villain, talk down about what we historically think is like one of the, if not the, one of the greatest villains of all time. Yeah, yeah. And just saying, yeah, he's small and doomed. Yeah. <laughs> and a like madman. can foresee that he's going to, you know, not win eventually. And, and he's using them like yeah. 11 is it's like Rasputin's just seeing it as a way to use them for his own purposes mm-hmm. to bring about the, uh, the Ragnarok because it's all he says here. But I do love this shot where it shows all the Nazis that are part of this program that we've yeah. seen previously. Even it's great to see them all together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Nazi in the head, the jar and with his monkey, with his, a gorilla. Yeah, the gorilla scientist that we saw from the... Uh, Just the teaser. The, like, yeah. yeah, the little preview. So cool to have that. And it's like these horrible, ominous figures that Rasputin's like, these like little idiots that wanted to use my genius, basically. And, you know, being so condescending to to these evil minds, you know, these like, I don't know, these like horrible... But like genius scientists, basically. Yeah, he convinces them that they've conceived this project they named Ragnarok, which he's always had in mind. Mm -hmm. He says, had themselves imagined this construction of the Ragnarok engine. So he's just like, "Eh, I'll convince them that they, and again, like a cult leader. Yeah, I'll manipulate them. them. Yeah, I'll manipulate them for my own purposes. Yeah. Yeah, and you see the dragon symbol repeated here with the swastika in front of it. As he says that. Behind their backs, I laughed at their ridiculous conceits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then we get to what we've some images that we've previously already seen, right? Yeah, the these like stone structures that are with the little silhouetted people there, like that we know that's when he called Hellboy forth in the first episode, the like little baby Hellboy from <laughs> from the beginning when he first appears. Um, yeah, and just kind of the fall of the Nazis and it being. Like, it's like, he's like, who gives a shit? Like he, um, you know, they basically abandoned him after the war, after they started losing the war and he's alone, um, and sort of doesn't know where to go now. He's like, well, all these efforts, like 
kind of he's sort of abandoned until he hears the voices of the dragon again. Yeah, and they tell him to go north. Yeah. And like this strong, stark white, um, with just like a little bit of the like black to form the mountains here at this (laughs) panel is so cool. Yeah. And it's cool. I mean, this has all been in black and white too at this point. Very like we have that understanding of the flashback just in the smallest visual telling. Yeah. Yeah, and then we go, we show him take marching people, which this part is creepy as all hell to me because it says he like hit he with a handful of paid companions. Yeah. He marched up north and never north. And then it says their souls were small, but they were sufficient to sustain me. Yeah. So either he like ate them. Yeah. Or like he feeds just on their feed on energy, their energy or something. But we yeah. just see them in their like winter attire as skeletons. Yeah. Which is just, oh. So that's my assumption in this that he's like, like sucking their essence from their, you yeah. know, their souls from their bodies. Basically, they're just walking, uh, you know, sandwiches to him. That's what he needs. <laughs> and this is where we start to get a really like the, the like these ancient god names. Yeah, he says he looked upon the fabled temple of the Agduru Jihad. Yeah. What is that? Agduru? I'm going to try my best. Yeah. (laughs) Built unaccounted eons passed by the first race of men. This giant structure is to have been made by the first race of men, which is terrifying that this thing has been around for that long. Yeah. And we see him walking up amongst it. And then we see that giant, very HP Lovecraftian stat. Tentacly crabby creature which essentially is what we've possibly seen I yeah think, um already We're like this in... looks pretty familiar huh yeah. yeah he calls it the sadu hem yeah left by agdru jihad that they might always have a foothold in this world where they were forever banished yeah so this like sort of evil little creature that's i get like possibly their way back in that dr- the dragon's way back in the serpent. Yeah, and right here I love this little bit of like hidden from the eyes of God, dead and fo- fossilized. To another, it would have seemed but a grotesque statue, but not to me. It felt I felt its mind alive and waiting. Yeah, and that's when he makes the decision to sit himself at the foot of it and just go into a trance. Yeah, and he just stays there, and this is where we get our first image of like what it's of the what our image in this of i'm these are like the dragons the, the seven beasts he keeps referencing yeah how do you describe this image so to it's, me it's, it's all, like insane it's sort of um it's otherworldly so much yeah it's like floating and very like you can see why he thanked hp lovecraft and jack kirby like you have this yeah. like jack kirby looking energy that like to in my mind just like is like, oh, this is comic book for space. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is like, you know, this is the rep- the visual representation of something like floating somewhere in the galaxy to me with this like these kind of like circular little balls of energy. It's very Jack Kirby spacey. And so he's like thinking of these creatures that are imprisoned, uh, the imprisoned form to seven beasts and he names them. Um, so we could go ahead and butcher all of those, but we, uh, you could, yeah, we'll pass they, Yeah, I'm going to pass on butchering all them, um, but they, they, yeah. they're very, they all end with a jihad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's seven of them. They're like these giant 
stone structures that yeah. are all floating. Yeah, just floating suspended somewhere. And he's like, you know, so wherever they are, wherever they're imprisoned and not allowed to return to the world. Um, but he's like and, joining them in their darkness and dream, dreaming yeah, he's state. Yeah, thinking like in that trance, thinking about them for years, for years. And then until the touch of a human awakened me. And Which is Trevor Broom. Yeah, and he's it, very unfortunately, it's him who, um, like you'll recall back to his flashback when he's explaining to Hellboy what happened. Um, like that eye opening and making him mad, basically like forget he goes like mad with fear and yeah. So he sees, he's like, I saw you creature and knew you called this man father. And it's like, Oh, you son of a bitch. It's like, and it sucks because it's like very eerie. Cause it's like Rasputin didn't really have a plan. His plan, although he was like, I'll use the Nazis to make this come about. He his plan didn't ended up because he wasn't unsure. He's like he knew he had summoned something, but wasn't un, was unsure of what it was because yeah. he didn't show up where he wanted it. And then Broom just happened to unfortunately Either. walk into place. Like, yeah, it's happenstance almost that it feels very much like faded. It's yes. like the, these kind of things are being like strings are being pulled by some bigger power almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate yeah. that we see those tentacles start to move, which we thought was a statue all along. Yeah. Yeah. A little like bits of debris falling. Um, after his long sleep, Saduham was hungry, but he, he like allows these people to live um, to use them again. He's like, I'm going to use these people again, transforms them into the frog creatures as is revealed on this next page. Um he like convinces this monster to to let that happen, and it it allows it. Yeah, and I think he fed, or at it least seems he, like he fed that. some of them to him as well. Yeah, like you see blood dripping off a tentacle, and it's like, well, leave like some of them. Yeah. You can have like four, and save me the rest. Um, yeah. So he's like allowed to do that, um, and then yeah, it seems like his power is even stronger than before um let's see then he's like he summons more to him he says like it shows him in the the arctic and he's like making some like spooky wizard declaration with his arms out but it says he summoned like he needed more of these humans they're the other humans the base camp i had seen in the memories of of broom i touched Mm -hmm. the others i summoned them to me I needed them, as you see, a slave labor to lift and bear Saduham across the ice. So they were going to, he got, gonna carry, carry, carry the sucker. monster. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a close up as he continues to tell us his plans and I'll save Broom, who I allowed to escape. He like purposely allowed Broom to escape once they reached New York. Mm-hmm. So he could, because he knew he would contact Hellboy, what he wanted all along. Yeah. He's like putting all these pieces into place. Um, yeah, you still get the distinct impression that, like, the dragon, you know, as much as Rasputin, like, fancies himself this big, great puppet master, you know, it's like he's, he even says, like, I'm just a vessel for this dragon. Like, I am being used by this thing. Um, so it's kind of this, like, influence of this evil uh, dragon and human form basically this little like yeah yeah i don't even think i think that's a great thing to call out because i don't think rasputin understands 
he's also being used. I mean, he's like all for it. He's like, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. Know, yeah. I'm going to go to all of these lengths to bring the end of the world, bring it about. Mm-hmm. Um, but then yeah. we have our, the bottom of this after he tells, brings us up to date of where they are now. He said, at last, my patience was doubly rewarded where you arrived and with you came an anticipated bonus. And who emerges from the shadows in this panel? As Hellboy is still just in the water beat. Yeah. <laughs> it's Liz. <laughs> Liz. <laughs> and he says, an extra source of power for which I now expunge all further delay. The time of Ragnarok is here. Oh, no. Yeah. And this really, you can see this really is getting uh, Hellboy in this next panel. His eyes are turning red with rage. And he's just immediately saying, let her, let, let her alone, wizard. She has no connection to me and where I came from. Now I got and how I got here. Yeah, he's like trying to save her and like be like, just let her go. Um, but yeah, he's Rasputin's like, she's gonna be my battery. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> scientists didn't know what they were doing when they were poking and prodding her. Um, and nobody knows about her power, but like I understand it and I'm gonna use it. And her her power is a living thing and all this stuff. So um, And I in that gonna- whole panel you're reading through you see his hand sort of touching her. Yeah, and she seems to be in sort of a trance. He's like creepily admiring yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, ugh. Yeah, another, yeah, exactly. Like you were saying, like there's, yeah, like admiring this power while also being a creep to this lady. Um. Yeah, and like the little bit of fire like forming on her head in this panel. But she's like not fighting, you know, she must be her like senses must be dulled like Hellboy's kind of were for a Yeah, bit. or in a trance. Yeah. Or med- like hypnotized. She seems definitely not herself. Yeah. But I do like, uh, yeah, you see that little bit of flame coming off of her, almost for it, like from her mind. Yeah. And then we see that great shot at the bottom where it's the Rasputin Liz are like in shadow. Yeah. And like East. I guess Sadu Hem, right? Yeah, Sadu Hem, like, like now in the background. Yeah, like these like churning tentacles, like cigarettes. <laughs> and this, you know, the we got Sven the dog over here, like waiting patiently for mm-hmm. you know. And Rasputin has produced a sword from somewhere. He's got he's got like a sword pointed down at him. Yeah, like everything, you know. Hell and Hellboy in in the middle, like small underneath all of this horrible threat and then the, in the next panel it's like explosion of it's this like, thing because like Sadin him was like from a distance yeah and then as we turn it's like it's emerged come forth and emerged yeah it's a splat a beautiful splash page so cool this thing is so gross looking <laughs> yeah it's horrific it has yeah. so many eyes yeah like the eyes are so freaky and uh yeah, it just looks like a fungus. Like it's all sticking out like some weird mushroom out of this like gross mass of tentacles and stuff. And like And what he says still here is claws. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and he's enormous and it's he like declares why. He's like, So do him is much improved from his former condition. He has dined well on the flesh of men in every port from here to the Arctic Circle. He has sucked the life from the waters of this ancient lake. So he's become a ginormous by just feeding on everything. Yeah. Just taking it all in and like, yeah. 
It's looking really gnarly. Yeah, he's it's the biggest threat. We've got the, like layers and layers of tentacles on these uh, of uh, little like suckers on these big fat tentacles. Yeah. It's <laughs> scary. So scary. And then we have go from there to now a very cool. I love this next this next panel of just yeah. darkness and electricity coming off of Liz um, Rasputin and his sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sword seems to be like he seems to be like using a some conduit or something for energy. He's like going to yeah use this. He's talking about funnel this power and uh, mine into the realms beyond, into the void, and shatter the prisons, wake the prisoners. So you know he's like going to try to release the dragon with the power that he's using from Liz and from this place. Um, the sword starts glowing and, you know, after all, like another great undercutting line after saying all of this to taste the power, um, undreamed that sleeps in you to fulfill your purpose. Hellboy gives a go through a bloody, like again, through a, he's bleeding from the mouth. <laughs> yeah. He is like almost, you could say he's defeated, but he's just, you yeah. Go like it. one eye open, like presumably the other is like either like in shadow or just shut in pain. Yeah. Uh, gives him a go to hell. No creature, no need creature. Hell is coming here. And yeah. I love this. Totally cause... surrounded by that energy. You have these like really nice close shots of, uh, uh, Saru Ham and, uh, yeah. Or amphibious, um, <laughs> yeah. dog creature now. Yeah. Frog man who just, just looks so gross. Um, and then we come into our last final page of issue three, a close up <laughs> of Hellboy, who scratched up, beat, looks yeah. tired in this frame. Yeah, he's like, he's weary. His sleeve is ripped off of his duster. <laughs> and I love this. This is a really cool cliffhanger for this issue because he's like, his thoughts are, I know with unshakable clarity that I'm in serious trouble here. I need help. Um, and then you go down and you see. Three figures, mm-hmm. which is interesting. You see a ghost who appears to be the ghost of of our Cavendish whaler who's sitting in a chair. Yeah. And then below him is a knock, like, appears to be a knocked out Abe. Yeah. And yeah, Abe doesn't What do you think so that's good. fluttering about? I don't know. Like, I guess either, it, like. Is it, do you think it's the parchment? Because remember the parchment started this all. Oh yeah, that little piece of parchment. He's holding it in his hand, and then like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You're probably right. Like the little corner, and the and his um, the mom at the time so was like, oh, I, I don't know, it was it was lost, but yeah. like he's got it down here. Like he, the whole yeah. Time. Oh, that's cool. I like didn't put that together. I didn't before. put that together until right now either. And like in our last line of the issue is. And I don't wonder where Abe is. Yeah. And that's the image. And we're like, we're uncertain. Like, like damn. is Abe in harm? What's wrong with Abe? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Like, you were kind of hoping as a reader to be like, oh, well, at least Abe will come save me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, he doesn't look too good either. Doesn't look too good. He's in trouble. Yeah. That's what it appears, at least. And that Very is cool. the end of issue three. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Um, and then we'll be back. To go through the chapter four, the final installment of Seed of Destruction. 
This is Patrick. And this is Mark, co-host of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we're your home for all things Nintendo. On Tuesday, we're talking about the latest Nintendo news. And on Thursday, we're doing deep dives into specific corners of the Nintendo universe. Ranking the Koopa Kids. Determining who the best Smash Fighter is. That's Nintendo Cartridge Society on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back to go through Chapter 4, the final (laughs) issue of Seed of Destruction. Yeah. (laughs) Give you a little fine tooth comb treatment of each of these issues. Hell yeah. (laughs) Fine. We're walking through it very gently. (laughs) We're happy to have you all listeners with us. Yeah. Um, Joining us at our casual pace. Casual pace. (laughs) I think these comics deserve it. Yeah. 100%. um, Hopefully you're reading along with us. Hopefully you're reading quicker than us and then returning back to the pages with (laughs) us. Or not. And pausing it to just do things, just to live your life and then come back to it. It's a good podcast for a long drive. Yeah. A good cleaning of the house. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But you're also taking in um, our enthusiasm and detail or discussion of the detail to our best ability. We hope you share that excitement for Hellboy. Yeah. Yeah. We love it. So we're just going to jump right in um, to chapter four of Seed of Destruction, um, which opens up with a splash page. We're just jumping right in. Yeah. Um, the splash page is um, oh, real quick. I want to go back up. <laughs> I'm going to back it's up like- and just say that where the page that says chapter four, it's very interesting because we see like angels, these dr- gruff Yeah, very drawings. much like a Dante's Inferno looking image here. Yeah, of angels with fighting demons. swords and. Yeah, and they seem to be fighting. Uh, yeah, de- as you said, demons that almost symbol look like the same. The heads look like the dragons that we've seen previously before. So that's kind of cool. It seems maybe, maybe a little um, foreshadowing into what what's transpire in this issue. Yeah, Very yeah, cool. them conquering, stabbing this demon in the neck. In the neck, yeah, but. Moving forward, we'll get right into the first <laughs> actual opening splash page, which is a cool, like, we see a, the background of this panel and the splash page is all of Saduhem. Yeah, Saduhem, right? all in the whole background. Yeah, just like taking up the entire frame with um, uh, Rasputin in the foreground here with Liz kind of like crouched at his foot. Um He's just like sapping her energy. You see this like electric blue energy sweeping around Liz, up around him and into the sword seemingly Um, all charged up Zelda style. Like he's going (laughs) to cut something down with it. Yeah. And I love that. Like our first introductory to this too is Hellboy speaking. He says, they call me Hellboy and maybe it's appropriate, but if I am from hell, I have no memory of it. I don't know what it looks like, but offhand, I'd say this is a pretty good guess. Yeah. <laughs> referencing this giant image. Yeah, this awful, like, writhing creature back here. Um, and this evil, evil man uh, charging up a sword for something bad. Yeah, and he just says he feel, feel the power, creature. The life force of the female you know as Elizabeth Sherman now flows into me. Um, and then we turn the page and we get, like, a, a, a more of a where the shot sort of steps back yeah, and gives us more of a shot of where our, our location of Hellboy yeah, in regards to this, which yeah, we see he is like bottom. really like t- 
defeated. Yeah, he looks like he's wrapped up in that tongue, which we know kind of incapacitates you. And um, he's just, yeah, his hands are spread out, just really like open and vulnerable at the foot of this like creature that's like glow now, like glowing electric blue, fully revealed and like tentacles up, powerful eyes aglow. And the energy is just like radiating from this sword. Um, yeah, and you know, Rasputin's on about his same old bullshit that he's gonna bring about Ragnarok. <laughs> yeah, the Adugru Jihad once more shall rule the world. He's very declarative in this. And he, I mean, him and uh, Sherman are standing like on a, a structure that seems that's, that's uh, actually above Hellboy where he is above the water. Yeah, like this stone protrusion sticking out over them. Um, yeah, and he's bragging about his con or his summoners like his conjurer's skill bringing hellboy forth um and he's drawing out liz's power things are looking really really bleak for him yeah because we have a close-up on liz who's like still in a trance yeah she's like looking very out of it yeah and uh and hellboy's acknowledging like a piece of his brain is still working enough to hear his words um which is now a close-up of him in the grasps of this amphibious creature who's in my mind is definitely no longer human yeah he's like fully full cactus now he's like really cactus frog yeah he's you don't (laughs) want to touch this guy um yeah just everything about this like poisonous green color nasty glowing eyes like yeah and it says a smaller piece does the best it can to understand them as the ice cold tongue this is hellboy speaking of the frog thing that was Sevan Olvison sucks the life out of uh, out of me, so he's definitely. Ooh, we're uh, at, we're losing this. Yeah, it's dire. Um, and we cut the next page. Very actionful. Um, we have close ups of Hellboy, in his like gritting his teeth and grimacing, but also still red with rage. Um. We see a close-up of Liz's eye opening with the same electricity in the close-up of Rasputin's blue eye, electrical eyes. Yeah. Which also is filling the eyes of Sadud Hem. Yeah. It's like everything is connective right now. They're yeah. all connecting. Um, and he just con- he continues to glamour on about, oh, yeah, and I love this. And, uh, Hellboy's like saying, in 50 years, I've never felt like this numb, dumb, empty <laughs> Yeah, he's like he's like really in a in a bind here. He's never been this, you know, never been uh, so overwhelmed like this by by somebody on the job. <laughs> yeah, and I love it because he's like, I hear the wizard drone on and on, and it's like, but he's like, strange, mad words, yet words I find somehow familiar, words that are mingled with my first memories on Earth. Yeah. So it's very So it's kind of jogging these memories like he mentions in the first panel that he's like I don't know what hell looks like like I'm from there but I don't remember it. And like the this is like the first thing that he heard when he came to earth is this guy's voice presumably like even though they weren't in the same physical place like he's drawing hellboy into the world so it's like you would imagine maybe he was somehow aware of Rasputin's voice or something. It's really yeah. Neat. The first. It's like, I mean, it sort of harkens back to like our first memories. Some people have like memories that go far back as birth. Yeah, I don't. 
no, no way do no, I do. Not a chance. Uh, but it's like you hear about people that have that, and you're like, that's crazy. And yeah, like, right. sort of what Hellboy's hearkening to is like, yeah, almost like not like repressed, but like, but maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe yeah. repressed memories that, um, just Special. things. Yeah, from basically when he was not quite born, but brought here, um, and then Rasputin's continuing to let him know. And he just starts hammering on in like the same language when we first were introduced to him and he summoned him. Just these very poetic um, yeah. words of doom. I mean, I'll just say a quick snippet of him because they each are like these little snippets and then he announces one of the dragons or their beasts. It's just like chained in heaven are they. Things like heedless are they to prayer and sup, uh, supplication. supplication. I couldn't speak. That's what, <laughs> but that's like such a cool thing too. It's like it's like it doesn't matter what you do. Like they don't care. There, it's like they'll. You can't bargain with this thing. It's yeah. just gonna end you, and that's it. There's no like. That's it. Yeah, they say he says they are the flood which rushes through the land. Seven gods of might, seven demons of oppression. Seven in heaven, seven on earth. So they're everywhere. And he just declares all their name: Adad, Jahad, Aman, Jahad, Ira, Jahad. And this, and this is all over this grand image of the the house that we've been. This all has been transpiring, and over the lake of the Cavendishes, this uh, this power that we've seen seem to be electrifying Liz, um, Sahid Ham, as well as um, um, Rasputin, seems to now just fully burst into a giant beam of energy yeah like from out the into house space. And into the space yeah, yeah like we've been the sky down but literally in the, into the stars yeah like we've been stuck in this basement for so long you like almost forget that there's this world outside and then it's like psh, this beam that shoots up there to you know to the into the void into the nothing yeah and we're like where is that going? yeah where's that but we're not gonna get that answer yet because we're gonna come right back into the like hellboy just Oh, but just struggling, struggling against yeah. this amphibious creature who has its tongue wrapped around him. He's he's even more bent backwards, almost like he's. It's like forcing his back to bend into. Yeah, he's like really, completely like at this thing's will at this point. Yeah, he's like helpless. I hang help, powerless. I pray. Funny to think of a demon praying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's a close up on its eyes, like one last chance. That's all I need. Close up is like this creature's bloody hand scraping yeah, into Hellboy's Almost like skin. looking like it's just like puncturing him. Like yeah. he's like just like it doesn't even look difficult. It's just like probably reaching into him like, you know, like a knife in th- into butter. Ugh. And he's like digging into his flesh. And with that little bit of pain. Brings him back. A- yeah, he's able to kind of like it takes him out of this like numb feeling that he was uh, overwhelmed by. Yeah, it's what he says. <laughs> He's, He's able to pull a concussion grenade is all that is left over from Roland Hill's cemetery job six years ago. I love that like, reference give, to something yeah. like we should know. Yeah, it's like it's like well, it, you know, from another day at work. Thank God I saw this concussion grenade left yeah. over. And then he pulls the pin on it. He's like, doesn't even know if it's still good, but I got to give this like a shot. Um, and yeah, you just see his arms like barely able to like reach and pull that pin out. Mm-hmm. Still hanging there. He's like, I don't know if there's, if you're still in there all of a sudden. Um, and he's, uh, as if he you takes are, this concussion grenade and like 
jabs it into his yeah. throat. <laughs> Crams it into this thing's like gaping maw. He's like, if you are, I'm sorry. <laughs> that <laughs> the humanity grenade works. still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the grenade works. And, you know, like he reaches in there with his, uh, yeah, with that indestructible hand. And it, yeah, the grenade works. It's just like. The simplicity of that line is so funny in, yeah. uh, in the face of this like explosion sending him backwards, blowing up this thing to smithereens. Yeah, there's just like chunks of it flying back. With yeah, Hellboy just, in this yeah, shot. frog chunks. Um, that can't smell good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta be grotesque. Ugh, gross. But that doesn't stop. I love that like this is going on. And again, the, the arrogance of Rasputin, he's just continuing going on. Like that's our next shot is just... Him yammering on of a giant strength and giant tread that mm-hmm. are they knowing no care. They grind the land like corn and he just declares another dragon. Yeah. Boo, Jihad. And he's like, yeah, at this point he's so focused on that that there's probably no, you know, even an explosion doesn't draw his attention. Yeah. And this is where we really get pulled into bringing these dragons because we saw like in the previous issue them encapsulated as you re- referred to as like this very... H.P. Lovecraft and uh, Kirby inspired structures that seem to be stone, but like I can't even. This is I don't like even know what such, they're made of, but yeah, like yeah, that's it feels like stone to me, but it also feels cold, like this blue, these like cool colors, like um, like as opposed to like warm reds or something. It's like these cool, icy looking like blues and Amber. blackness and like. Yeah celestial cur- this is such a kirby image to me like this yes. floating like obelisks in the middle of a bunch of space energy is like just exact like what a signature kirby panel this is to me yeah um so you get this sense that it's like this huge greater being like you know rasputin's been telling you this whole time that that's what it is but you're really like seeing it um, yeah we see space this giant purple swirl into space like yeah this thing is deep space yeah it's it's in there yeah it's nowhere close yeah it's somewhere else (laughs) um and then yeah we see them floating and as we get closer as these panels get closer and closer we hear this quiet boom yeah he just just keeps yammering together boom and then a super close up of one of them. I drooled. Sorry. Oh, that's a- <laughs> uh, it's just such a good got, panel. Yeah, oh my god, I'm drooling over the art. Lusting after this <laughs> comic book. <laughs> boom! This loud boom, and they they seem to be. There's pieces of these structures that seem to be falling off. Yeah, more and more debris. debris gathering and the booms getting bigger, and then we cut to this like insane, like I mean. This totally different alien, like literally alien panel where you see this crew of uh, like alien creatures dressed in like like a mix between like space suity and armor with like similar like kind of gauntlets. Not not necessarily the same as Hellboys, but you see like a big right away. That's what my eyes drawn to is the this like gauntlet on the creatures one hand. Um, and you hear you hear them talking to each other like they're, you know, like they're the control room in NASA or something where it's like movement in all seven cocoons, captain, <laughs> you know, all of a sudden it's sci-fi and you're like, what? I thought we were in a haunted house. Yeah. It is like, <laughs> it is like very shocking is not the right word I'm looking for, but like it like puts you off balance for a minute. Yeah, It's like an abrupt change where it's like, Oh, what is this? <laughs> and it's like, and, but then and there's something cool that you said, like, 
it does give this grounding of like these things are no longer like all along we could be like they're mystic yeah they're like sort of still paranormal or like uh, is it true or not now they've given them sort of a weird grounding yeah like, like it's they're not a true just threat that like you know that they're in this prison but you don't know anything about what's keeping them there or like but this gives it like a structure like it's it's like uh it's like a heightening of the fact that like hellboy is a demon who fights other demons at work it's like oh these are other sentient beings whose job it is to keep seven dragons cocooned inside of their yeah, <laughs> rock they're, prisons. They're there to monitor it. You know, and be like, yeah. What's going on? They're the security things? guards of this thing. Um, like that's their job. And this looks, you know, it looks like, uh, like you have this cool kind of mix of like, technology and sci-fi and, uh, almost like steampunky with these like little, um, I don't know what you would even call it. Like these, like the like tiered things on his back, like the yeah, they're like big, um, like they look like big uh, battery, like yeah, like yeah, like they're all like wired, and, yeah, like these. It's just so cool looking and bizarre. Yeah, I and love it. Brings this. all these styles together. It, it, I love it because it's in the middle of things that we've already had questions and we got a lot of them answered at this yeah. point. And then this one just presents this big question of like. If these otherworldly things know of this thing, then it's just like, wow. It affects like other other planets. It affects like other dimensions and stuff. It's not just Earth. And yeah, to make like the entirety of the world seem small in comparison to like what's going to be affected by these things getting yeah. released. It gives it some it gives it even more weight as if the weight of it wasn't already impossibly huge. Like the world will be destroyed. Yeah. Um, it also affects these like whole other um, civilizations, you would assume. Yeah, and they call them, they like, where's this power coming from that's like um, emanating to wake them up? They're on Abduda Earth, and they call them fools. Don't they know what they're doing? And it's like the seven, I love this shot of like, they have a little space station in that swirl that we saw earlier. Yeah. So they clearly are like monitoring them on a regular. Yeah. And then the seven will smash their world to cinders. And when that's done, they'll spread their evil all over the known dimensions. Dimensions us now. Yeah. Right. First time we've ever heard that. <laughs> it's like, there's something bigger in this one page. Yeah. We're told like, yeah, you thought it was just earth. No, it's like no wonder uh, Rasputin called Hitler a sad, small, doomed man. Like it's like <laughs> yeah. it, like all the like worldly woes uh, seem to be completely dwarfed by the absolutely colossus, like the insane reaches that this uh, and like repercussions that this will have. Um, it's so cool, and yeah. I like these little creatures too. I think they, I think they're really like, cool designed. Yeah, because they're they're not like you could say that they look like. A, but they're like slightly different. Yeah, they're like they're yeah, there's similarities, you know. Like it's, but they're not um, amphibious. They don't look. They look yeah. something else. Yeah, like their their faces are are less human. Yeah, very like um, and just like seemingly these like even bigger. Like they're slightly humanoid. They've got little fingers and they've got like you know totally enough and- to the point where like they don't you know they don't look like. Abe's cousin, but maybe they could be. Who knows? Oh, totally. And I think that's distant relative. They're way back into our main story from this this brief segue. Yeah, is really cool because I think it's a lot of foreshadowing of where 
this series, it's almost setting us to be like, well, we know we're impossible. It's setting up the future of issues or future stories potential. Yeah. Because the one creature close up says only one power can stop them. If these things are freed, the power that imprisoned them, the power that created them. Yeah. But then it's like in the next page, it's like, but where is that power? And that image is literally on top of Hellboy. Yeah. It's submerged like- <laughs> in the water, had just blown up with his hand. With the that can grenade into the, the amphibious creature. Yeah, his hand it's, is like glowing hot. Yeah, it's so cool. It doesn't answer the question, but it makes you pose the question of like, is that is, is that, that what Hellboy hat? is? Yeah, yeah. Is, is he supposed to down the thing? Is he did he create these things? Yeah. What is what is what's behind everything? Because it's like yeah, beginning of these issues, it's like Hellboy has been sort of just not knowing his purpose in a sense to just being like. A guy that goes to work and yeah, it's helps just sort keep of floating things. through it. And now we're starting to finally, within fifty years of existence on Earth, is know what start to get clues into what, yeah, he, where he comes from, what he could be. Yeah, and I love in this shot too that you officially do see the aftermath of that amphibious. His whole upper body has been exploded away. Yeah, yeah, he's just this little like little legs and like gunk of uh, frog everywhere. It's so good. And then great. It's so great. And then he just is like he starts to feel he be, starts to begin to feel again. Yeah. Sensations return. It's, he's like, ah, oh, my brain starts working at something more than its most fundamental levels. <laughs> I love yeah. that. And then we get a quick close up of those giant dragon enclosures. One cracks wide open. It starts to have a crack right in it. Yeah. But then we're still with Hellboy dialogue. And then we see Resputant. He's really he's really happy with himself right now. Yeah, right? he's doing it. <laughs> he's doing it. After all this time. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Rise the black winds. <laughs> yeah. He's like about he feels so triumphant and yeah, tremble before the coming of the and and you see just a little speck of blood and this like expression change of shock. Yeah, his and, eyes go white. It's the first time we ever see him have pupils. Yeah, with pupils, yeah. And then cuts right back to um, this harpoon is completely, <laughs> it's, yeah, completely through him. It's like totally pierced his torso right through the middle of this pentagram. Yeah, and it's like sucked the immediate energy that he was holding. Yeah, it's just gone. like yeah, like exhaled this energy, and it's like more muted colors now. Um, and I love it because it goes from that. We have this beautiful like profile of that going through him. And it backs up into a silhouette of it. Yeah. And then a further silhouette. Who do we see in the corner? Abe. Oh, my God. A silhouette Abe. And then Hellboy, who just even still looks so haggard. Yeah. He's like, Abe? Yeah. He's like, Abe, great. Not alone. Uh, yeah. And then he sees, like, he sees that he, Abe is in a trance himself. Like, God, everybody on his team is... um in a trance being used by somebody right now. Yeah. And like, he sees this, uh, um, uh, Elihu is his name. Yeah. Uh, the Cavendish. And he the, sees him the behind whaler. the ghost behind him. Uh, the ghost tells, uh, Liz to wake up. And then you see, instead of that blue trance eye that she's had before, you see like her, this yellow fiery energy back in her eyes and surrounding her in that little panel. Yeah. And you see like what, like, yeah, like all behind her is that, this yellow that's just 
of like flames and you're like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, that like blue um, kind of Rasputin energy is receded and then boom, like she engulfs Rasputin in flame. A and beautiful see, splash page. Yeah, it's and the so flames cool. are hitting not only, they have a, as you said, they have like consumed yeah. Rasputin, but now they're reaching into and hitting Sadim Hem. Yeah, and Sadu his him. like, he's like, yeah, little like bits of flame are catching and because I guess like, Rasputin's channeled all that energy into the this creature too and like through him and now uh, I guess like through that she's able to like send her like just now she's in charge of it and it's like her fiery energy kind of overcharging them and you see like the tentacles instead of being all like um like just the shape of them is more jagged now like it looks like they're in pain um, and Hellboy just yelling, Liz! <laughs> yeah, like, he's in shock about it. Yeah. Because I think, like, his... Again, we've established his humanity. It's like, this is cool that he's taking, but it's like, is she okay? Yeah. I mean, you would, she's just, like, in, like, a sitting pose, her silhouette, too. Yeah, she's, like, just waking up. She's, like, her snapping out of it also causes an explosion of fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which is cool, because in the next frame... Um, we just see an action shot of an engulfed f- flames on the rock they're on, yeah. as well as a silhouetted a Rasputin in flames. The flames literally coming from like where he was stabbed. Yeah. Um, and we just see Abe in action, just who is lit, made a, a large leap. Yeah. He's pulling <laughs> Liz away from Rasputin. Um, yeah. And like, even this rock is engulfed in flames. And you know that this rock was wet and slimy before and like now it's like just this energy is completely like burned off everything uh saduham screams like the talon scraping inside of my skull like this thing is probably just like screeching in a thousand voices and it probably sounds awful and you see all the eyes now with this like yellow fiery energy um uh and then abe is at least there enough to be like, Liz is okay, Hellboy, let's get out of here. And you see this tentacles like crashing down around them. I love his response to Abe too to get out of here. He's yeah. All, you were always the practical one, Abraham. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I won't fight with you. Yeah, like well, we've been through it a lot. We should have <laughs> yeah. got out of here already. I, As though they had time to do anything else. He's like, oh, okay, that's smart. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> and then, yeah, just more um, awesome images of uh, Saru Hem like all the tentacles sort of writhing in pain um, and this like energy and fire exploding all around him. Yeah. Um, and I love how his dialogue here yeah. over that is like the wizard mocked the scientists who tried to understand the power locked up inside Liz Sherman. He thought he knew better than them, thought he could reach down inside her and pull out just as much of that power as he needed. Pity. If he only asked me, I could have told him he was wrong. Yeah. Like, like he's that. seen, yeah, he's like seen Liz in action before and like knows. Yeah. It, like it, it like implies that he's like, oh yeah, she's like this stuff can't be controlled. She can barely control it. Like, yeah. And also like, I'm, I consider myself a tough dude. Yeah. A guy that has seen a lot, has been through a lot, can handle a lot. And he's like, I can't handle her. Power. Yeah. She's like beyond any of that. <laughs> And then, yeah, and then Abe, what a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's the three of them just look upon this this creature, just an explosion of doom. So funny. And then, yeah, he's like, you'll have to let me read the report on this one. Hell. So, like, so just to get filled in on what the hell's happening, Abe hasn't seen this thing at all, and now he's watching it explode, and he's like, ugh. Yeah. 
this is bad. And then talking about the report, you know, they're still at work. So yeah, they gotta- still have a job to do. <laughs> right. I love that. And then he's like, assuming we get out of here so we can write it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, deal. Yeah. Like, like, deal. Let's get out of <laughs> you here. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, he's like just watching this whole thing kind of collapsing. Um, the stones of the Cavendish house are giving up their long war with gravity. So like everything's tumbling down around him, like probably smashing into these tentacles. They're starting to look like weaker, um, more like limp and kind of falling. Um, and he's like wondering if it's a, if the creature's alive enough to feel the pain of the stone in the fire. I hope so. Um, so yeah, he's like. This thing was about to end the world. And he's like, fuck you. I hope you don't feel good. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And it's just like, again, like even his way. I mean, I know I've harped on it a hundred times of his humanity. Yeah. That's a fun way of also showing how he's human. Yeah. Because we do that. Like, that's how we express sort of like when we truly do like dislike somebody or hate somebody. Yeah. We're like, we wish them sort of just, I wish they would have pain. or Just like ill will. Yeah, yeah, because Ill like will, right. he like. Uh, up until he really got the like bejesus beaten out of him, he was like, "Oh, it's a job, and you know, I'm I'm dealing with this." But then he really started to suffer and like see that it was very likely that they might have brought forth what they were talking about. Like they started to really display their power, and he's like, "You know, he's like, you were going to end the world, and and fuck you, you you were hurting Liz, and yeah, and now I I hope you feel bad." And it- and uh, and it, I think it possibly is the first mission. At least I gather from from just being the first story at this point, as as we're making our exit out of this big climax, is like it feels like it's the first time Hellboy, something has been about him directly. Yeah, and like that has to take a toll, right? Yeah, yeah, of like, like or start to make you think about like who the hell am I? Yeah. Yeah, where he's he like knows so much about me, like Rasputin knows so much about me, or Hellboy, and like and he doesn't know that much about himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's like this. His even his voice being familiar with the incantations that he's doing, and like uh, just his like threats and everything. He's like probably yeah, he probably is curious, but still resentful of the fact that he knows so much about him, and and probably you know might make a connection in Hellboy's mind that he's like, am I some tool for something really bad? And I don't want to be that. Like he's, you know, he's trying to fight for, for good here. He's a hero. And he's like, I really hope that that's not my purpose. I hope I'm not some like hell key or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we'll, we'll find out. And as these tells them, they're like running through this destruction, this, this lasting energies, this building falls. He's like, move, move, move. We show great shot. I just like these. This maybe it's the simplest thing to call out, but like, just a panel of these rocks falling just gives you, yeah, this idea of like, they're not they're not out of the clear yet. Yeah, it's still really dangerous in here, and they need to get the hell out. And it gives it's just a lot of nice like movement and um, no dialogue, so you're like supposed to be reading through it fast. Like this yes. is all supposed to be happening in like a split second. The pace is so fun here. Totally. Let me show that this. Or Aztec creature clo- or wall close up of a demon, and then I love Abe just seeing the steps. Hey, steps! <laughs> like, yeah. That's our way out. Yeah, and he's like, "Go up, go up!" Uh, and I love this quick turn back. Like something has caught Hellboy's attention in this mm-hmm. close up, and he all he says is like, "I don't think I'm done here yet." Yeah, and then we turn the page, and this this is 
horrifying in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. He's like still alive and like either through like, you know, this energy consuming Rasputin and like the fire burning from his wound in his chest and his fingers stretched out and like the sword is all malformed from either from like the heat. Is it like the heat and like the uh, like mirage like sizzling the sword or is it melting? Like it just is all messed up from that. And he's still speaking and still telling him, I'm still your master, boy. It's time I destroyed you. Yeah, like now he's going to turn on him. <laughs> Just Godzilla's him with energy. Like. I love the Godzilla, you know, <laughs> yeah. that energy coming from his little just mouth. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, wide open eyeballs like totally like skin looks all burned beard looks all like crispy <laughs> blasting hellboy with fire um it's so so cool those shots and he's like and then goes right back over to i have had it with you <laughs> <laughs> laying him laying rasputin this like big punch with his uh with his like his left hand yeah. he gets get a good left hook on him <laughs> yeah sends him back once um, and yeah, he's, uh, maybe you were telling the truth. Uh, maybe it was you that brought me to earth, but I didn't ask you to come and I don't owe you for the favor. And Hello. so he's just like, <laughs> yeah, he's like defying him. He's like, maybe I was like something called forth from hell, but like, I don't need to f- obey you and I'm, right. I'm defying you now. And it's so cool. And it looks like the punches are actually like landing and he is being like knocked and he really puts like in this frame. I love. Yeah. Yeah. He really, as you said, he's he's getting the punches off on him. Yeah. You see, sort of like Rasputin really falling apart off yeah. of these hits, and then he's like on his knees in the water as Hellboy's standing now over him. It's very reverse role. Mm-hmm. And then I love this. He sort of puts him in a pleading mode. Is how I I hear this dialogue totally because he's like, if you kill me, you'll never know who you are. You you will never understand the power inside you. And I love this close-up where you clearly can see in this close-up of Hellboy just gritting his teeth, yeah, pulling back his right hand, and he's ready to take another final, possibly final t- punch. And he just says, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> hits him. But I can live with that as this final blow on this great um, uh, panel. And this hit literally turns Rasputin into bones. Yeah, he's just like exploded. Like the jaw is coming off. The ribs are all disconnecting. Um, It's so, so cool. Yeah, and like rocks flying up, energy splashing. And then his skull yells at him. (laughs) I will see you crawl before me. This is not the end. Like, dude, give up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think that you captured that right by telling him to give up because that's all Hellboy sort of is like casually with his right hand, his big right stone hand, picks up his skull and is like, well... And then crushes it, say, yeah. crushes, shatters his skull into mini bits. Says, it is for you. <laughs> into delicious mini bits. And then, yeah, blows it up. And then, yeah, you see just this, like, sort of uh, angel looking up. And I guess, like, in this gesture of, like, uh, you know, kind of, like, that's sort of like a triumphant thing, I think. Was, even though it's, like, the walls crashing around it and, like, you know, not... Like Hellboy didn't get to learn about himself, but he's like, I would rather not learn about what I am and sort of like be selfish or what. Like, that's like that would be like the weaker choice to be like, okay, I want to know what what my purpose is or whatever. He's pretty much found a purpose in his job and like helping people. And like there this Pete in it. Weirdly, this like image is sort of like a peaceful angel, but with 
destruction falling about it. And it's like, wow, to get to all just a, a semblance of peace, you had to go through all this destruction. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to this very cool, cool shot of like Cavendish again. I think it's this parchment flying around. I don't. That's all I can think of. Yeah, he's like grasping it too. He's like holding it there in his hand. So I would think, yeah, I think you're right. And then the the harpoon is gone, which we know was used to take down Rasputin. And then we show this awesome, amazing shot, like almost identical to the establishing shot of the Cavendish's house on the lake when we first were introduced. But now with this purple sky and and it's just crumbling with that awesome energy just bursting from it. Yeah. And to me, it's like this finality of this story because these, so this families for generations has been like traveling and searching for this stuff. And there's like finally some closure for them. Like he, his ghost got to come and like, like basically avenge, like it's kind of implied that it was both like, like Cavendish had this like need to go explore and like this need to go out and see, but then you kind of also, start to wonder if he was just like another pawn in this big plan to release this thing from the prison. So it's like, maybe they were motive. Like at one point the, uh, the mother says something like she doesn't know why they did it. Like they, they just always did it. Like it, they didn't know even their own motivation and maybe they were just another, uh, like, like a cog person. in the whole yeah, exactly. like machine of like, what and again, I think Rasputin is a cog in it as well, but yeah, part of like just part of it all, yeah, just they're just like this doomed family doom. that like all of this horrible stuff is gonna they're gonna suffer through all of this and live in this horrible place, and like you kind of feel like he did his part to stop that cycle, and like his sons want like now this every shred of evidence in this house of like what it was, all the evil that happened there is collapsing in this one thing, so that's like cool yeah yeah I, I, I think you nailed it really that finality of it. and it and it that is very perfect to say that because then we immediately go from that destruction into like it's gone the yeah. next shot that we see is it the building is just not even it's rubble yeah it's just smoking stones and then we just see like help like we start to hear abe say that he can't even remember much of what happened yeah and then as we get closer onto that rubble, I mean, he's just saying he, he's like, I, next, I was looking at a statue of Cavendish, and next thing I know is holding a harpoon. Yeah. <laughs> stick, or the har- next thing he remembered is the harpoon actually sticking through Rasputin. Yeah, and there was a really big monster. <laughs> I love calling <laughs> that monster, Seduham, like, how grotesque and large. Yeah. Like, and all I remember is that, and that really big monster. He was really big. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's all, imagine my confusion <laughs> when yeah. everything caught on fire. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And then Hellboy's just like, oh, it sounds like he took over your body. Like Cavendish took over your body. Uh, I love this like ability to talk about these supernatural things. Again, that reminds Yeah, they're catching that, each other like up to speed here. It's just an every day for them. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is what, what happened. Yeah, they're having a meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm post meeting here. Okay, let's debrief real fast. Yeah, right. <laughs> so let's go over to the, the day. Abe kind of like digesting what's happening. Um, your Mr. Ragnarok killed the last of uh, Elias' family in an old family with a lot of pain attached to its name. So it's like so much like I guess that alone kept his ghost alive to seek vengeance on this uh, wizard that fucked with them for yeah. generations. 
or maybe he was just pissed because <laughs> like the because his like goal of finding something in the Arctic up there was achieved is like kind of guessing at his motivations. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Like we don't know, but it's yeah, just these can, guys are like, for sure. Maybe this is what this all meant. It's yeah. never like, it's not clean as you know, you, you think it's going to be, it's just. Yeah. Like you don't get any super concrete answers, but it's kind of fine. It's like another thing of like Hellboy's not getting any concrete answers and he's fine with it. And like, as a reader, you have to be like, Oh yeah, maybe it was one of this cool thing or another cool thing. But yeah, um, it's just sort of like almost like a background element to like almost just giving a little flavor to the like house and family, like giving them like instead of just being a random uh, cool, eerie temple, they're in this like family's house that's on it. It just gives it a little more um, atmosphere. And atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. And it's just. It's again. It's like it's you don't just, need to know everything. The comic book don't. isn't called Cavendish. Like it's yeah, it's you not know, Cavendish. We, it's it's called Hellboy. It's just cool. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I think you're totally right. Yeah. And then I love this. Like we get we. He's like, what about you, Liz? That old wizard had you zonk pretty good. Do you remember him more than Ab Ib does? A little, not much. Yeah. Like again, just we're cloaked. We're Everybody ending was on zonked. mystery, and then they. She says she's all right. I think so. I feel better than I have in a long time, mm-hmm. which is interesting that she's like i feel better in a long time like this maybe using her power is she was like long overdue to use them yeah 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 and she's like smoking such a 90s cool babe (laughs) yeah totally she's got like a choker on (laughs) (laughs) blowing smoke rings like um yeah ideal 90s babe um yeah and she's like how you doing hellboy and he's like yeah I'm going to be sore in the morning. (laughs) 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 Love that. Yeah. So good. And then they ask him, like, you were alone. And at the end, did he say anything? He just zones out. Not even really hearing anything. Like, HB, what's up? And it just does this. Oh, I think this this shot, Mm -hmm. it reminds me of, like, because from them, then this quiet conversation of, like, kind of reassessing what they just experienced. Yeah, just calmly talking. And this quick panel of just a close up on Rasputin's demolished, burnt, with this fire behind him, like you can imagine the fire roaring over this. Yeah, too. and him just say, repeating that whole thing. You think creature, you think if you kill me, you know who you are. You'll never understand the power inside you. It almost is like it makes me think of this cinematic. Like, did you ever see the movie Exorcist? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember it's how like they put the flashes flash. of the yeah. devil, apparently, or the demon? Yeah, that's what this sort of makes me think. Totally. Like, yeah. Ugh, like it's he's just, just having that stuck a quick in his memory. Head. Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets back to him, just weirdly still enraged with his eyes, but calm. Yeah, he's like this. thinking about it, and he's like, I don't, know, you know, it, it, like Rasputin's words got to him a little bit. Yeah, totally. probably a little bit more than most jobs that he's faced before. And we see like Rasputin's words continuing in his mind. This is not the end. As we see um, a kind of gloomy uh, castle looking structure with a red sun or moon behind it. Yeah, I would um, say maybe like I'm going to guess like mirror. My guess is like a very gloomy like uh, what's it called? Um hour hour when the sun's dropping that people love yeah like oh dusk dusk but dusk then the people call it like the mirror oh twilight or twilight. something oh my god there's like a term that people love shooting in film before, oh the golden hour the golden hour yes 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 it feels like it's but it's the golden hour but very but it's cold, cold. And scary. yeah <laughs> yes and then the we, scary hour <laughs> exactly uh, and it yeah, looks it like it's somewhere grim. if i mean definitely in the hills somewhere that it's 
Some are Covered cold again. Yeah. Because we pull closer and we see like an iron door yeah. in this castle. And then inside, I'm assuming in this door, which is the next panel inside, we see an SS. Is that what yeah. they were called? SS yeah. soldier? Yeah. With bones in frozen around machinery. Um, And then we pull even closer and we see what symbol... Do we see Rasputin seems the and the swastika and also the dragon symbol? Yeah, the dragon with a crown. And then closer up, we hear a beep. Oh my gosh. Popcorn's ready. And then where there was a gaping black hole. Yeah, popcorn <laughs> is ready. That's what that is. It's a microwave. <laughs> yeah. And then in the, yeah, the middle of all this machinery, we see this like. Yeah, because you thought there was just, just black gaping hole among it. Yeah. And then really it's, there's something in the ice. As they we come closer, yeah, the there's ice three is figures. cracking, and like all of this machinery starting to glow and turn on. Yeah, and the three figures, the three Nazis that Rasputin was helping to develop this technology to bring about Ragnarok. Yeah, and if we look back um, quickly, we know these guys. They were in the first issue. Yeah, they were in we that dossier. That, yeah, the dossier. It's we got um, starting from um, our left to right. We have. Elsa Hopstein, Leopold Kurtz, and Professor Dr. Karl Ulbricht Krohen. Where at this <laughs> point, we have had, their whereabouts have been unknown. That's right. And then the beep, like they've been chilling. They've been, ooh, well said. <laughs> <laughs> chilling. They in were the ice. chilling here ominously in their yes. frozen Nazi machinery. <laughs> ooh, and I love how the beep is just drones out beep yeah. into ellipses, and that is. The end of chapter four and the finalization of Seed of Destruction. Boom. Oh, I love that. So cool. I love that ending because it just leaves us going like, as you said, this, it's not over. Yeah, it's not There's over. There's more to come. Like there, even though that Rasputin met his end. Yeah. It's like, oh, we have others that. Yeah. This, But then like, what do they want? Because I'm left with all these questions because he essentially told us he was playing them. Yeah. But now what? What is their intention? I mean, yeah, are they still fighting for some Nazi ideal? Like, they, like, after World War II, like, you're going to be thawed out and and you're still fighting for that? Like, you're still fighting for some, like, Fourth Reich master race, like, bullshit? Like, you guys lost. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I guess, you That's know. That's what's great. I mean, this leads us right into our final thoughts of con- these last two issues and continue this main storyline. Is- yeah. I love the like. I love it's not a cliffhanger. It's more of like a continue to be continued. Yeah, classic for sure. to be continued because it's like, who knows what their intentions are? Yeah, like you said, it's like, I love yeah. At that. this point, are they just like where are are their motivations so ch- are so changed that it's like like Rasputin's? Like they just want to end the world. Like I can't wait to see what what the hell they're going to do. Yeah. And how Hellboy is going to play into it. Cause now there's a lot more on the, the field for to Hellboy to digest and possibly explore himself. Maybe I don't know. That's what I love about it. (laughs) Like what a way to keep me captivated. Yeah. Mr. Magnolia. Yeah. right. (laughs) Like, damn, like I just want to know more. (laughs) It's so cool. I love it. Um, Great. Now we're just moving into our favorite. Was there any um, favorite panel you had in these last issues, Kate? I think I really liked when Rasputin looks at him with that like incantation or curse um, after getting his head shot. 
Yeah. Um, I really like that. That was super cool. Yeah, um, I love that. Just like the use of that symbol was neat. And um, yeah, you kind of get to see him a little unnerved for a second. Wonderful. I will definitely post that online. Yeah, it's very, very cool. It's great. Um, Yeah, that and like, yeah, also the uh, Cavendish brothers dragging their mom down. Like it's not really aesthetically pleasing, but it's really like creates like bringing their mom down underwater like that Abe like um, walks in on. Yes. Um, I thought it was just really effective and like makes it seem like it's he does such a great job of making this like dank, wet environment and like how these creatures move when they're not attacking like they're calm and they're they're sad and it's uh it's just cool that he can get that feel across in such a short amount yeah, of time five panels mm-hmm. it's it's in the myth it really is like and i'll post this 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 uh this panel sequence online too because it does capture i think the minimalist style that Mignola is known for and how much he um, expresses within it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's gorgeous it's, I, and it doesn't yeah. lose that, that the, the tone, the Gothic horror tone within it too. It's just wonderful. I'd have to say I'm just still blown away by his splash. The splash pages. Totally. I, I can't, they just, they mesmerize me yeah. as a viewer. Like I love the one where, near the end of issue three where we just see um, Sadu him in its full glory, um, uh, uh, in, uh, which is overshadowing and putting um, Rasputin and Liz in uh, uh, silhouette and yeah. Hellboy just looking upon it and just it's full monstrous. Yeah, um, he does like he really rewards you. Oh, yeah. Like I was uh, so like in the th- third issue the third chapter you get so much backstory and it's it's pretty dense and you're kind of piecing a lot of uh like putting a lot of pieces together at that point um so he really rewards you um not not that it's like a labor to go through it's still like really well written and cool yeah but he really visually rewards you with all of these cool big splash pages in the fourth one like it feels very cinematic and like you get to see all this interesting cool stuff uh, including, yeah, including a bunch of crazy tentacles and like just fun explosions and everything. Like, um, yeah, he like gives you this kind of visual feast at the on, in the last issue that is so cool. I agree. And then I just got to hand it to Mignola and Byrne uh, in this script, willing to take such a huge <laughs> ballsy move uh, in one page of showing how how vast this thing is. Yeah, with this weird. Um, like segue into these alien creatures watching, monitoring these dragons that are encapsulated in these stones in space. Like, what a what a swing to make! Yeah, and this the first storyline of of Hellboy. There's already <laughs> so much on the playing field of yeah. like Hellboy's past. What is Hellboy? This paranormal investigative team, Rasputin. There, there's already these Nazis now, but then also just to include this little mystery. Yeah, and the and Nazis are go, like little compared to this. Yeah. Like, like even alien creatures are acknowledging like, like what are these earth idiots doing? They're gonna, it's like, it's such a vast, 
crazy (laughs) villain to set up. It's really (laughs) cool. And like just to tease it, though, just to have the little like cracks in the thing and like to reveal enough of the the image of the dragon, like that's that medieval looking seven headed dragon. But that's like like you've seen those like medieval statues and everything used a lot before to kind of give you a vague idea of what it might look like. But you're not really sure. Like Mignola hasn't really shown you what their what their actual appearance is. So it's like I can't wait to see how messed up this thing looks. Yeah. I'm with you in that. I'm hooked. Um, before we move on, any, any dialogue or anything that stood out that you liked? Um, in particular, probably, um, I think when, just when Abe shows up and becomes very like practical, Hey steps, uh, (laughs) sticks out to me a lot. It's just so funny. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, and then just also that part about uh, when Rasputin is going over um, all of the names of the dragons and he's like, there's like nothing that you can do to to stop them. Heedless are they to prayer and supplication. Like, just make, you know, just like cool, evil sounding shit. Yeah, I agree. How about you? Oh, God. I mean, I do think, I mean, I'm just going to highlight the one at the very end. I think it's just because there's so many examples of this, but the, the, to end on and just remind us of just Hellboy's sort of sense of humor and his roughness as a hero is just him, like, when they're asking, is he okay? And he's got knocked around as usual. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to be sore in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You just went through the one, like, one of the most horrific and crazy things and still you're just like I'll cut it down just to that yeah like I'll you're half drowned it. and like paralyzed <laughs> and uh yeah poisoned and <laughs> just getting punched over and over <laughs> yeah. again I uh, just love it he he really he's not practical he might not be like uh logical like a but he's yeah. just like I just cut it down to what it like, is the what simplest it is form. Yeah. yeah I love it I think that just simplifies him and brings him down. Yeah. It just makes him what he is. Um, but yeah, I love that. Um, we want to hear from you um, uh, listeners out there. Remind you that you can um, tell us what you thought of this episode and your thoughts on the issue and any highlights that you want to tell us about. We'd love to um, read your emails. You can get to us at ah, crap, a Hellboy podcast at gmail.com. Um, definitely. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, is there anything you'd like to suggest to our readers to read? Anything that's inspired or watch or anything the outside of it? Rasputin Wikipedia page. Yeah, read up on Ras- Rasputin. Um, look up his images. Skim over it. Yeah, look at like the pictures of him are sincerely crazy and like They'll not give you nightmares, that possibly. exaggerated. I would say like he looks crazy in this comic book and it's it's like not a huge stretch. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> I'm with you on that. I think it's, he didn't take too many like artistic liberties with that. Like he looks wild. It, actual photographs of him. I, I'm with you on that. Uh, <laughs> there's one that always comes into mind where he's like, it's him surrounded by women. Yeah. And he still is creepy. And you're like, but how, how is he care? He's known as charismatic, but in this image, it's like, how did any of them fall for this creep? But yeah, there's just, he's just convincing. 
You can say that again. Yeah. Very convincing. Um, I want to suggest a movie that just popped in my mind that I I, rem- I love. I'm going to quickly pull um, find it because I can't think of the exact name right now. Um, it stars Sam Neill. I believe it is a John. It's either a John Carpenter or a Wes Craven movie that's really inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. Um, it's absolutely a favorite of mine. I only watched it a couple of years ago. Um, oh my gosh. I hope I can find it really quickly. I think it has to be Wes Craven. I don't know. I'm very bad at this. We might have to edit this out, but probably not. Probably not going to happen. You probably have to hear this. Okay. I found it. It's called in the mouth of madness. Um, I'm a huge fan of this movie. I'm not a horror guy. Surprisingly, even though we're doing this book that's inspired by that, um, the, uh, or Hellboy's inspired by that. But yeah. This movie is like about a guy that has to go into a t- f- an insurance investigator who has to like find this horror writers um, who's gone missing. There's much more to that, um, but they go into a town who like actually exists in these books. But it open it's a world that just sort of opens up from there. This looks cool, and it's very fun. It, watch it till the end. Even if you're like, this is, might be a little corny or feel a little dated for like the effects or whatever. I'm fine with that. I have a pretty high tolerance for uh, horror movie corniness. It's worth it because if yeah. you know the little I know about H.P. Lovecraft and how a lot of it's about literature that makes you go mad. Yeah. It really has. It goes into that realm and modernizes it for what you're watching. That's great. At least the not even modernize it, but like for the medium. Yeah. And it's a delight. I I love it. Um, just that movie came to mind because this uh, Hellboy's is such inspired by the the type of tone that that is in. Yeah. So go out there, watch the movie in the mouth of madness starring Sam Neill and directed by John Carpenter. Oh, and I guess uh, I've, I don't know if I mentioned that I like just finished it by Stephen King and the movies don't reflect this at all, but in the book very much, that's an element of it. This like celestial, super grand scale thing that's behind all of the like killings in this little teeny town. Um, That's a huge part of it. And like very HP Lovecraft inspired. You can like, I don't know, like see that book. I don't want to like give too much away, but there's like a way grander thing than just this, like what we know troll under a bridge, kind of a monster (laughs) that it, that like it appears to be sometimes. So it's like, um, yeah, it's super cool. Check it out. Great. That's a great um, uh, suggestion for our listeners. Yeah. Um, so thank you again for listening to the <laughs> podcast and walking through this with us. We love going through these panels to the degree that we have. We hope you do too. Um, I might be self-conscious about it, but I'm gonna, we're going to still keep doing it. Hey, Who man. Cares? <laughs> we love doing it. We hope you do too. That's all I got to say. Yeah. But please follow us um, on Instagram at Aw Crap, a Hellboy podcast, as well as Twitter at Aw Crap Hellboy. Uh, where you can tweet at us, um, comment on what we post. Um, we're going to post images of what and uh, that we're discussing and anything else that we think is significant to what we're talking about. Yeah. As well as please on whatever Apple podcasts or app that you use to listen, subscribe, rate, and review. Those um, will bring more listeners to the podcast. Um, thank you again for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Um, which we'll have a very special guest for. So stay tuned um, as we go forward into the Hellboy mythos. This is not the end. This is not the end. (laughs) Great quote for this. And goodbye. Bye.
Not Spider-Man. Hi, this is Will Hines. And this is Kevin Hines. We are co-hosts of the podcast Screw It. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. You love Spider-Man, so listen to us as we go over his original 1960s comic books where you'll meet all of these characters for the very first time. Dr. Octopus. Aunt May. J. Jonah Jameson. Fancy Dan. Also, we're brothers, so that's cool. Yeah, listen to Screw It. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. New episodes every Wednesday. On Campfire Media. Campfire.